Hey, what's up, Southeast Louisiana? Um, we hope everybody's having a good morning. It is play-by-play -play, coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley, and we have a really fun show planned. We will be live until 1 o'clock. Well, usually sometimes we go a minute or two after 1 o'clock, but hey, man, such is life. Um, our first calling guest today will be a fun one. We have Coach Kenny Lacey, who will be joining us at 12. Um, Coach Kenny runs the BST Academy out in Schriever and does just an amazing job with the kids. We'll ask him about that. More specifically, Coach Kenny's making a trip down the bayou. He's going to be at uh, Elite HD Sports on Thursday working with some kids here. So it's an opportunity to kind of branch out and work with some new clientele. Um, but, yeah, while we'll be talking some basketball and some training and some different things with Coach Kenny, we're also wanna, we also want to want to ask him about his boy, Kyron. We want to ask him about the wonderful season that Kyron Lacey had down the stretch run and um, the thrill it must be to see um, – Kyron bringing in touchdown passes. Like, I couldn't imagine. Coach, like, okay, yeah, I know you don't have a son, but if, you you know, a child and, and you see them make a touchdown catch at Alabama, like, I can't imagine the adrenaline rush that that must be. I get the free songs just thinking about it. It's not even my kid. So we'll ask him about some of those moments uh, during the course of the season. It's game day today for South LaFouche girls basketball. And we'll have Coach Darian Jenkins on the line at 12-15. The Tarpons have a big challenge today, taking on Thibodeau at home in the tank, 5.30 JV, 6.30 varsity. Um, hopefully the Lady Tarpons could get a win against the Lady Tigers. It's going to be a big test. Thibodeau's a good team coming in. Uh, great chance to earn some power points both ways. Should be a fun one today at 6.30. You got something against uh, basketball? What do you mean? No, it's game day. It's Football. Game day. I would, I would have to do it every single day during <laughs> basketball season. That's the difference. Football, there's one time. I'd have to scream and yell every day for basketball. You ever uh, heard of tape? We okay. can tape it. We could tape record it. Record yeah. it, should I say? We could record it, but I, I thought that you would run out of room on the computer with all the other disses that you have. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Of the other things that you have recorded. I'll be quiet. Good point. The girls' basketball scoreboard from last night was kind of dry. We had a couple of results. I could tell you that Central Lafouche got a 53-38 to win over South Terrebonne. I could pull up my phone and tell you that Coach Torres sent me some stats last night. Um Hesha Brown had 16 points. Natasia Cooper had 10 for Central Lafouche, who gets a non-district victory over South Terrebonne, 53-38. Good win for the Lady Trojans. In a game that I was at last night, Hanville overcomes a slow start. In the middle of the second quarter, that was like a two- and a three-point game. Ellender was hanging around. Hanville's strength and numbers just broke down Ellender. They get a 56-13 win over the Patriots. Ellender's getting better in spurts. Ellender could play you for a quarter, a quarter and a half tough. The problem was last night, Ellender just flat ran out of gas. At the end of the second quarter, they were tanked. Hanville started pressing, getting some steals, and in the second half, Ellender just kind of let go of the rope a little bit. Hanville gets a 56-13 win over Ellender, but I got to tell you, for that first quarter and a half or so, Ellender was playing with them, and it was a three, four-point game. If they could just build up a little more depth and get a couple of more players they could rely on. By the end of the year, they could be a tough team. Assumption falls to Dutchtown last night, 55-48. to Assumption is expected to be one of the better girls' teams in the area, but they've had a back-and-forth and, and topsy-turvy start to the year. 
losing to Dutchtown. No shame in that. Dutchtown is a big old 5A school, and they lose by seven. So not a terrible result there last night. We told you about South Terrebonne and Central Lafouche. Um, Geo Next Generation, which we told you yesterday, is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They get a 62-21 to win over Donaldsonville last night. That is a girls' basketball score. Donaldsonville falls on the sword. Homer Christian School did not play. They start in the middle of this month. CCA and Ascension Catholic, no score posted as of publication. Well, not publication. As of the airing of this broadcast. Man, get y'all scores in. West St. John loses to Landry 48-22 to in girls' basketball action. Now, we go to the boys' side of things. And in yesterday's boys basketball scoreboard, again, kind of light. But the first one, and maybe the biggest one, is HL Bourgeois going on the road, getting a 58-50 to win over Patterson. There was a little confusion because yesterday on the LHSA website, it had Patterson with a W, but it had the score 50-58, to meaning that Bourgeois would have had 50, Patterson would have had 58. I called Coach Andrew Kiwet before the show, confirmed HL Bourgeois did win that game 58-50. Braves keep the train rolling. They've now won four in a row. You know from having coached at Patterson, that's not an easy place to play. For the Braves to go on the road and pick up that win, that's a good one for HL Bourgeois in the early season. They now head into their weekend tournament with some momentum, having won four in a row. Now, just the court, it seems everything's so much smaller. And it, Yeah, you're right. It's a tough place to play, uh, play. That's a good win for the Braves to come out of there with a victory and uh, we'll see. Now they have their tournament. Uh, Which, by the way, I got the schedule. And look, Coach Kaiwe picked the teams his team want, he wants to play. He made the schedule. So there's a chance for him to pick up a few more victories heading into uh, into the holiday break. Thursday over at HL Bourgeois, this is the HL Bourgeois Gene Simmons Memorial Basketball Tournament. Thursday at 5 o'clock, Patterson taking on Terrebonne. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Thursday at 6.30, Central Catholic making their season debut against Central Lafouche. And then the nightcap will be at 8, Ellender taking on HL Bourgeois. Friday at 5 o'clock, Central Lafouche taking on Patterson. Friday at 6.30, Terrebonne taking on Ellender. And the nightcap at 8, HL Bourgeois taking on Central Catholic. Saturday at 9, at 4, oh, Saturday at 9. Saturday, December 9th at 4 o'clock, Central Catholic will be taking on Terrebonne. At 5.30, Ellender will be taking on Central Lafouche. And at 7, you got Patterson again taking on HL Bourgeois. So that's the Gene Simmons tournament, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, late afternoon, early evenings, going out to the gym out there at the reservation. you watch some good basketball be played. Yesterday, back to the boys' basketball scoreboard, Jesuit Hammer, South mm. Lafouche, 66-21, to 21, running time, um, South Lafouche just doesn't have the horses right now to run with a team like Jesuit. Jesuit was in their face, guarding them hard, scoring. Tarpons played hard, did what they could, but Jesuit puts it on them last night, 66-21. to Good win for the Blue Jays. Um, let's see. In, in a <laughs> in a non-local score, but a score of interest because there are some local teams who play this team later in the year, including South Lafouche, Shaw defeats Mandeville 68 to 31 last night. So Archbishop Shaw, even though they lost Cam Johnson, their great guard from last season, it appears that they are mighty powerful still this season. When you're beating a Mandeville by almost 40, um, you're probably pretty damn good. Yeah, I thought that game would be a little bit closer, but my goodness, Shaw opened it up. 
Yeah, they sure did, didn't they? Uh, nothing in 3A, nothing in 2A. In single A, we had Covenant Christian and Ascension Catholic. No score reported there. Man, get y'all scores in. Hanson Memorial gets a 65-48 to 48 win over Gaydon. Uh, Jenna Red falls to Kinder, 42-35, to 35, and that's some single-A scores. East Jefferson defeats West St. John, 72-37. to 37. Now, in girls' basketball today, we've got a bunch more games in the area today. We've got, let's see, East St. John traveling to take on East Ascension. HL Bourgeois, boy, talking about shooting your shot. HL Bourgeois going on the road, taking on Vanderbilt Catholic. Going to be a big showdown matchup. The Braves are going to be the underdogs. Go and try to take on the powerful Terriers and girls basketball action. We've got Thibodeau traveling down the bayou to take on South Lafouche in the tank. Terrebonne traveling on the road to take on Central Catholic out in Morgan City. Um, let's see, in 4A, we got Lutcher hosting Plaquemin. Morgan City hosting Covenant Christian Academy. Um, and let's see, we told you about Vanderbilt. We told you about South Lafouche. E.D. White will be hosting Ascension Catholic today. Out at, uh, at the Cardinal Gym at 5.30, so good opportunity for E.D. White there. That wraps up the girls' scoreboard of games today. Now we go to the boys, where we could tell you that today we have Hanville traveling on the road to take on McMain. A good opportunity for Hanville to maybe get a non-district win. Terrebonne is hosting Noma. Thibodeau is hosting Assumption. And in 4A, we said Assumption and Thibodeau. South Lafouche is off tonight. Uh, Morgan City is hosting Covenant Christian, so a doubleheader there. The boys and the girls will both lock up. In 3A, Berwick is traveling to take on the Louisiana School of the Deaf out in Baton Rouge. I know that that one's in Baton Rouge because it was across the street from where I used to live in Baton Rouge. Donaldsonville traveling to take on Bruley. Bruley has been off to a red-hot start to the year. The E.D. White boys are hosting South Plaquemine. So E.D. White boys and girls are both home today. They're not facing the same team, but we have a little bit of a doubleheader action there with the E.D. White boys taking on South Plaque, trying to get to 3-0 to start the year. Patterson, after losing the Bourgeois last night, they're right back at it. They're at home against Brobridge tonight. So good opportunity for Patterson to get back up on the horse. We had Richard Jones on yesterday. His home of Christian School Warriors tonight are traveling to take on Central Private. Chance to make amends for a poor performance in a road game earlier this season. Coach Jones spoke at length about that, about how he wants his team to bounce back and play really well tonight. And then in single A, we told you CCA traveling to take on Morgan City. So a lot of action tonight, bro. A lot of scores that we'll be following in tomorrow's show. A lot of these local boys and girls teams trying to get some midweek work before they head to their weekend tournaments. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking if I was going to bring this up to you. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I will. Sure. Um, going back to the, the South Lafouche Jesuit game mm-hmm. last night, uh, watching it because uh, thank God a, a parent filmed it. We're grateful to you, Jean. Yeah, thank you very much for for doing that. And uh, I noticed the kid got kind of roughed up, banged up a little bit in the game. Where's the trainer? I don't know. Uh, I, I just it's the second game where a kid's injured and Tarpons don't have a trainer. Look, I'm not knocking anyone. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm just stating a fact. Um, the, and you know the logic. Well, they have a trainer on staff, so I don't. The trainer doesn't have to go. Well, if you want to use that logic, 
Uh, Coach Brody, you can take the night off and say Jasmine has a coach. <laughs> Why I got to go? You know, I mean, it, it's uh, – and, uh, again, I, I don't want to – Starting thing, get it as ruffled feathers on people, whatever. But it is what it is. Yeah, we, we we got kids that are injured, and we got to rely on someone else to take care of our kids when they may be busy handling their own team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more help is always better than less help. Um, so hopefully, that's something that we could. Uh, we could work on going forward, but man, our, our our guys need some help sometimes, man. You know how it goes. You don't want anybody to get injured. Or you mentioned before we got on the air, you know what happens if there's a, a blood stain on a jersey or something. We don't want kids to have to miss possessions in crunch time. You know, we got to we got to make some things happen quick sometimes. You know, a quick story. I mean, uh, we were playing Thibodeau High at Thibodeau, and uh, <clears throat> Trina did not go to the game. So uh, Jerry Blackwell, who was Great. He's Jay awesome. Rock, Hall of Famer. Uh, he was taking care of both teams. Well, Trayvon Evans got hit. The best player on the team mm-hmm. got hit in the head and uh, the face, whatever. And they, uh, it was in the fourth quarter. He had to come out of the game, get evaluated. If typical trainer, Jay Rock would have said, look, he's out the, the game. He's out. There's there's no question in going back. So you relying on an opponent's trainer to go ahead and and, and make the call, and uh, you know he he allowed them back in, but it was easy. He could have just said no, taking their best play out the game. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't think J Rock would ever do that intentionally, but no. it, it could. Yeah, it's very well. Oh, he good. would never. But I'm telling you, there's some places that yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Let's catch our first break. When we get back, we're we're going to talk a bunch more high school. We're going to talk some high school and some school ball stuff with Kenny at twelve. We're going to certainly talk with Darian at twelve fifteen. But Brian Kelly had a press conference today previewing the bowl. He had some really, really interesting things to say. We'll talk about that in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll talk a little LSU football out of this break on KLEB. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joesseptic at viscom.net. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. 
come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Welcome back to Play by Play. Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. I'm yeah. in a good mood this morning. People are probably saying, take it off. <laughs> take that music off. Brian Kelly today uh, spoke to members of the media for, oh, about an hour. He was up there for a while, um, previewing the bowl matchup with Wisconsin and in sort of putting a bow and a, a wrap on the past season. Brian Kelly was asked a million different ways how to fix the defense. And he said, and I quote, our defense did not play to the level that our standard is set at. I'm not happy about it. Nobody's happy about it. Our fans shouldn't be happy about it. We have to do things to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, And then he's also said that he's not going to make staff changes until after the first recruiting signing day, which is in the middle of December. It's coming up here around the corner. And I get that. You know, if you have a guy that's committed to your cornerbacks coach or whatever, you want to get him signed and get him through before you fire the reason why he's going to LSU. Uh, Maybe a little shady business, but hell, they all do it. Um, The Tigers also um, are not sure whether or not Jaden Daniels is going to play in the bowl game. Brian Kelly left the option open and said, hey, Jaden's still thinking about it. He might be with us against Wisconsin. If he is with them against Wisconsin, God bless you, Wisconsin. You're going to get your ass kicked in the bowl. If not, LSU's still a 10.5-point favorite, even with us expected to play. Now, Kelly also said, and this is something that was interesting to me, 10 of the 11 guys on the LSU defense who got the most snaps this season are expected to come back. So you return next year. A defense that, by the way, it was god-awful this year but you do get everybody back. And then he said as a result of that, you're not going to see the Tigers go and sign seven, eight, nine, ten guys in the portal because he said, hey, we've got a good core. We've got a good foundation. Now we're going to just go and be more selective and try to go into the portal and add impact players, guys who can maybe put us over the top, whereas in years past you were just filling out your roster. So – I don't know. I don't know what this means for Matt House, but when the coach says our defense did not play to the level that our standard is set at, I'm not happy about it. Nobody's happy about it. Our fans shouldn't be happy about it. We have to do things to make sure that doesn't happen again. I'm curious to see what those things are. Will it be getting rid of Matt House? Will it be shuffling the defensive staff around? Will it be a formation alignment? Whatever it may be, at least Coach Kelly's acknowledging, hey, our defense was not very good, and it absolutely positively has to be better. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll start to see what he means by some things have to change. And look, there's a lot of coaching moves being made. Uh, the longer LSU waits, it's maybe harder for Matt House to get another job. I mean, he will get one. 
but they might have a a, a very good job out there that he might uh, get passed up on. But then again, who wants him? So uh, Brian Kelly said that he's not afraid to make staff changes and that he pointed to the fact that he once fired a defensive coordinator after three games of the season uh, at Notre Dame. He said it's never personal. We've got to do what's best for LSU. So we'll see. We'll be keeping our eyes on that. Um, and Coach Kelly did say, hey, man, look, we're going to treat this bowl game with a extreme level of seriousness. We want to win 10 games. So the Tigers will be ready to rock and roll. Malik Neighbors is going to play because he's trying to chase a school record. Daniels is on the fence, may or may not play. Um, I hope he does play, man. Because, look, on one hand, I've been saying this whole time, like, you know, I would like to see what Nuss could do. And, you know, maybe it, it wouldn't be the worst thing if Nuss gets a whole game. But at the same time, man, Jaden Daniels has been lights out this season he's been so electric and so much fun how could i how could i say no to another chance to watch him play um over in baton rouge so let's see if he gets a chance to get out there well look college players you play for a national you want to get into the tournament a national championship if that's not the case you play you for a bowl game that's big you get extra time practicing uh 15 practice he earned let him, i hope he plays I mean, that's what you – if you can't be in a national championship hunt, you, a bowl game, and, yeah, go ahead and enjoy it and and, and play. I mean, I, I don't see why he wouldn't play. Oh, well – Draft status yeah, or – Yeah, the concern it, is, oh, I don't want to get hurt before the NFL and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, I mean, go and give it a go, man. Well, just don't run as much as you did. Or get up 40 and then Nuss could play. <laughs> that too. Um, LSU has reportedly, and this is interesting, but I think this is a great move, and I really believe this is something that the Tigers need to do. They have reached out to and have contacted MJ Morris, an NC State uh, quarterback in the transfer portal. Morris, uh, Morris is a sophomore, 6'2", 205. He didn't have a great year. He had uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 719 yards passing, kind of split in time out there. Um, first and foremost, just about every quarterback in the country right now is in the transfer portal. But it is interesting to see that the Tigers are reaching out and they're not going to just go into the next season saying, all right, Nuss, it's you and you don't have any back. Like, they're going to make him compete to be the starter. And I think that's the wise thing to do, mm -hmm. if, with especially given all the quarterbacks that are in the portal. Ohio State's starting quarterback went 11-1 with 3,000 yards. He's out there like, you've got some really, really good players. Why not go try and get one? And, and, you know, I think competition makes everybody better. I think the fact that Nuss has been there pushing Jaden Daniels made him better this year. Why not go and try to add to the position? If it ruffles some feathers and makes Nuss unhappy, then maybe he's not the leader that you need anyway. I think this is a good move trying to go and get a quarterback in the portal. You know, it's going to be a little different offense next year without Daniels in there. That scrambling ability, you might have to go find somebody. I don't think it will be as good as him. No. But – You'll find somebody who can scramble a little. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that, man. Did you see what the NCAA is trying to do? Um, sweeping, sweeping changes, historical changes today. NCAA President Charlie Baker has proposed the creation of an FBS subdivision that would permit schools to directly compensate athletes through a trust fund and through NIL. It is the most revolutionary concept introduced in college athletic history. If this passes, you would have um, 
almost liking it to high school, you would almost have select schools and non-select schools. The select schools are the schools that would buy into this new subdivision where, hey, we could pay our players. Uh, as a university, we could pay our players. We're, we'll help you guys get NIL. It'll be professional sports at the college level if you opt into that. If you're Troy or UL Lafayette and you don't necessarily have the funds to do that, then you would be in the other subdivision where everybody would be on the level playing field. So it's crazy. In a couple of years, we could see one subdivision of the teams that are paying, another subdivision of the teams who are not and are doing it the old way, and we would basically have a split like we do with the LHSAA in the NCAA. LSU and Alabama and Arkansas and Florida State and Clemson and all the big, big, big dogs will all be together. And then Toledo and you know UNLV and the smaller schools would all be together. We'd probably end up creating two national championships, one for that side, one for the other. And don't know if I like it or not, but no. uh, that's where it apparently is headed with NCAA President Charles Baker trying to um, get the players paid and try to also create an opportunity for the teams who can't afford it to you know, do some different things on their own. So very, very interesting. And I saw this this morning, and it shocked me that the NCAA would be willing to go this far. Corruption. That's what's gonna happen. Yes, I, that's it's. Man, why I don't like the NIL when it first came out. I said, it, it when you start involving money, it's it's not good. And I, I, I you should. I don't know. It, it's I don't like it at all. I okay. When it was passed, I was a huge fan because. Look, we're going to have Kenny Lacey on in about five minutes. His son, Kyron, has some NIL deals. And, and, and if Kyron's able to cash in on his likeness, then why shouldn't he be able to? But the problem is that now, <coughs> goodness, excuse me, now people are not making money off of their likeness. They're being told by boosters, hey, here's $25,000 signed with LSU. And it has nothing to do with their name, image, or likeness. They're not having to do anything other than sign with the school. That's where it has gotten corrupt. But teams are going to be able to establish a trust fund and will be able to pay players through that. Oh, my God. LSU is going to have a larger salary cap than the New Orleans Saints will. It's going to be, it's going to be insane, the amount of money that's going to be thrown around. I guess if there's only... If there's any sort of positive that could come out of this, I don't know that we'll ever see any juniors leave early for the NFL anymore. They're going to be making a fortune in college, so the college product might get a little better. But, man, it's uh, very interesting to see uh, if this passes. And it seems like Ross Dellinger said that if it does pass, he believes there would be 50 to 80 schools, which is a large number, 50 to 80, who would buy in and would go into the uh, select NCAA side of things, so to speak. Sign your NIL deal, get your money, flunk out, come back in school, get another NIL deal with someone else if you're a stud athlete. I saw someone on Twitter yesterday say, hey, yo, um, for all of you people in the transfer portal, might want to go back and read the fine print of your NIL deal because sometimes those deals require you to not transfer and require you to be at a certain school and uh, – we are at a very interesting time. And, and listen to this, and we'll catch a break. And, Kenny, if you're listening, we're coming, I promise. As Yesterday was day one of the portal opening. As of day one, 
We have 1,191 FBS players in the portal. We have 1,041 FCS, that's Nichols, McNeese, Southeastern. 1,041 of those players in the portal. 1,240 Division II players in the portal. And 468 Division III players in the portal. In one day, we have 4,026 players around the country, just in football, who have entered the transfer portal. That's unbelievable. 4,000 people who have entered the portal. Unreal. The problem is that, you know, for all the guys... For the guy from LSU who's in the portal, yeah, he'll be able to go get a job somewhere else. And I say a job, a spot somewhere else. These D two and D threes, a lot of times they get in the portal, and there's nobody that takes them. And then, and then you just screwed yourself. You made a bad decision. So, hopefully, everybody's able to land on their feet. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Kenny Lacey will ask him about the BST Academy. He's making a trip down the bayou, working with some kids. Does an excellent job as always, and he's got to be a proud papa because his boy Kyron had one heck of a season at LSU. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Tuesday as much as we are. We go to one of our favorite calling guests, Coach Kenny Lacey, who's on the line. Coach, good afternoon, bro. How are we doing today? Good afternoon. I'm doing good. First of all, I always have to start off by telling you how much I appreciate you for having me on. I can't thank you enough, bro. And you keep you doing a good job with all the stuff that you're doing with the high school coverage. I appreciate it. And you are much appreciated for everything that you're doing for these kids, bro. 
Appreciate that, my man. Much respect. And, and look back at you. But this is the first question I'm going to ask you is BST Academy is growing, bro. Every time I log into social media, it's a new kid getting work and new kid getting better. You got to be so proud, man. It started as a kind of a small operation. It's not a small operation anymore. You have impacted hundreds of young people in the area, bro. So, salute to you, man. I appreciate that so much. It's it's a blessing. A uh, couple of years ago, I never would have thought that I would be in that position that I'm in. But, you know, God always has the last say. And whatever he has in plan, I'm just here for the ride, bro. So I'm doing his part. Whatever he tells me to do, that's why I'm here. I'm just doing this thing for him. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I've asked you about this in some previous interviews, but I'm going to ask you again because it's such a fun answer to the question. When you take a kid who – um, gets to you on day one, and look, they're really not that gifted of a basketball player. They need some reps. They need some experience, but they have the want to. And then three, four, five months later, you see that kid has completely transformed and maybe made their school ball team when they weren't expecting to or, or doing things that they didn't think were possible. Dude, that's got to just be the ultimate feeling of fulfillment. And out of the BST Academy, you guys have dozens of stories like that. The main thing with that is I appreciate that, Casey, but it's all about, it's way, 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 way bigger than basketball. You know, once that kid has a little confidence that he could do something in basketball, man, that's, that makes life, you think about life different. If I can do that, if I could become better at basketball, you know, whatever I'm going through in life, man, that, that I can get through it. So I'm, I'm big on, I love basketball, but, man, I'm touching these kids' lives. I'm, I'm trying to show them that it's bigger than what they think it is. They see uh, w- once they find out, and you know they I uh, get on them a couple times, and 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 I really, really kind of get into them. They see that I'm coming from a good place. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that, man. Look, we want to have you on today, especially because later in the week you're making a trip down the Bay, man, partnering with the folks at Elite HD. I know you got to be super excited being exposed to a new group of kids, and man, it's a it's always fun, dude. And, and more important than that. It's got to be great to know that you have the reputation now locally that, that when someone needs some help, they give you a call. It was the crazy thing about that is Chad, Chad uh, texted me, and I kind of turned him down at first because I was busy. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, man, like when I do something, like the people who really show me the most love is a lot of times the people from down the body. So why not offer my help to the people from down the body when they need it? He said he needed a trainer for that night. Whatever I had going on that night, I shut it down. I said, Chad, I'm coming. If you need me, I'm coming. So I just I appreciate all of the love that I get from down the body, from uh, from Raceland on down. Like, I get a lot and so much love from there. It's, it's only right that I show it back. Yeah, for sure, man. Very well said. Look, uh, if there's a parent in the area listening to this saying, hey, man, I don't even know that this existed. How do they get a hold of you? How do they get their kid involved in some of your training sessions, bro? Mainly on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, but my phone number, if you anybody, I always put it out there. I don't mind. 985-293-3090. Like, I had a guy hit me up today from, from Luling that he, who never talked to me before, and he, he needed some training. And I got that kid set up Saturday, man. So if you need some training and you just get in contact with me, and I will do my best to make it work. No, that's awesome, dude. Look, I've been waiting since the show started to ask you about Kyron, man. Uh, Brian and I were talking about this earlier in the show. Can't imagine the thrill it must be when you're seeing Kyron catching touchdown passes at Alabama, having a 100-yard receiving games, and 
look, dude, in, in the final game of the season, has a penalty and, and felt so bad about it, but then comes right back and gets a touchdown and kind of dedicates that one to Malik. Like, I can't imagine being inside of your skin during those moments. I literally have chills down my spine right now just asking you about it. What's it like been watching this season for Kyron? He's done such a great job for LSU. It's been a roller coaster, bro, because, you know, from, from day one, Florida State game, he had that big drop, and, you know, that kind of messed with him. And I just told him from that day, like, Kyron, you know who you are. You know who you are. You know why these people at LSU wanted you here. So forget what happened, you know. That's football. The best going to miss a pass every now and then. It's about how you rebound, and he rebounded, and he's from, from that game on, and the coaches just started trusting him more and more. And not only the coaches, J.D. started trusting him. And, like, the relationship those guys have in that room is, man, just this whole experience from him going from where he was to where he is and just being on a national scale, man, I can't even explain the feeling. I don't even I don't even know how it feels, to tell you the truth. I'm still just in the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand that, man. And, look. I know the story of some of the adversity that Kyron has had to deal with, but I'm going to ask you to educate our listeners who don't know, like because I think it's a great lesson of, hey, if, if some, some crap happens to you, you don't have to give up. Kyron had some academic issues at Thibodeau, and it would have been very easy for him to give up, but he never did, and that's the reason why I respect the hell out of his story because it's a story of perseverance, man. It's a kid who had every opportunity to shut it down and just never was willing to take no for an answer. That goes down to family and 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 just showing people how much you know these kids need family and just that support without that family support from everybody that he had just constantly giving him positive energy and just telling them yes you made a mistake but everybody makes mistakes and you can you can overcome that and you need that support system man if it wasn't for that support system from his family it's a very good chance he would have been another one of those numbers. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. And we're certainly happy that you guys were able to, to help carry him through. Now, was listening to Brian Kelly speak earlier today. He said that, you know, Kyron has an opportunity to maybe be back in Baton Rouge next year. Didn't use his COVID year. If you don't want to, you know, spill the beans on the air publicly, I understand. But is there a possibility that he's going to be back in purple and gold next year? It's a possibility, but... Like I tell everybody, man, I don't even talk to Kyron about football. When, when, like, when, when, only time we talk about football and that stuff is when he brings it up. If he doesn't bring it up, man, we talking about playing the game. We talking about just everything other than that because I know the pressure that goes with that. Yeah. So I try to be less pressure on him as possible. So if when he wants to talk about it, we talk about it. If he doesn't, we don't talk about it. But if there's a chance he's come, he could come back and probably be the number one guy next year, in my opinion. But like I said, like, we didn't talk about it just. I don't even know where his, what he wants to do. We're going to talk about it, but we didn't talk about it yet. Yeah, there you go, man. Good answer. Um, you Got a little girl playing for Thibodeau. The Thibodeau Tigers are taking on South Lafouche tonight. Dude, there's so much talent in this area, man. Uh, I've been watching some of the team. I mean, you work with Caroline Adams. She's unbelievable at E.D. White. There's girls. Vanderbilt has girls all over the place. Like, Boys and girls, man, we got so many high-level players. It, it's amazing. It's not like it used to be. The, the the work that you and others are doing is starting to pay off, man. Oh, that's, that's just uh, that's just our area starting to catch up with what the nation's been doing, man. Like these other big states been having, you know, like trainers, personal trainers, and like 
stuff like that. We just getting caught up. So that's why a lot of times we've been behind when it comes to basketball compared to the people up north. So now it's just we, we're trying to catch on. It's, it's going to take some time. It's, it's growing, but we still nowhere close where we need to be. And I'm not going to stop until I feel like we where we need to be, and it's a good chance. I'm never going to feel like we are where we need to be. <laughs> yeah. So that means I ain't going to stop. Yeah, no doubt, brother. Very, very good. Um, Tigers taking on Wisconsin in the bowl game. We're we going to win that game, huh? I mean, we're a big favorite coming in. The Tigers are going to get their 10th win, huh? Man, it, I'm telling people it's, it should be a blowout, man. Like, just, just the way we've been playing, even with it's J.D. and us. If we just go put some stops together on defense, they're not going to outscore yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, brother. But look, man, before we let you go, first, thanks so much for the time. But second, give that phone number again, bro. There's got people listening that are going to want to get their kids involved. Give that phone number one more time for how they could get a hold of you and get and become a part of the BST family. 985-293-3090. I'm always open. There you go, brother. Thanks so much for the time, man. Keep on keeping on, bro. You, you're, you're making a, a big-time impact in this area, my man. Same to you as well, my brother. Yep, that is Coach Kenny Lacey doing an excellent job, as always. Said he has not spoken with Kyron about his decision to come back or not come back. He would be a big uh, get for the LSU offense if he returns because, look, this year it was Neighbors, it was Thomas. Kyron was the third guy. Well, Neighbors and Thomas are playing on Sundays next year more than likely, which means Kyron could maybe jump up to that number one guy and start getting all those big touches that Neighbors and Thomas got. And, boy, if he returns and has a 1,000-yard season with 10, 12 touchdowns, you're looking at big-time NFL first, second-round pick-type money. Could be life-changing. Would be a very interesting decision that he's got to make in the coming days. If he doesn't come back, does he get drafted? Maybe. With the way he fin- finished the year, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he had seven, eight touchdowns. He would certainly get an opportunity somewhere. Um, yeah, I, it, it's an interesting decision, and, and I'm sure that – Coach Kenny's going to get a little insight uh, a little closer to the holiday, and Kyron's probably talking with Coach Kelly, and and they're making that plan now. But just on the other side of things, the basketball training side of things, BST has grown so much, man. It started off as a small little operation. He had a little core group, 6, 10, 12 girls and guys. Now, man, every day it's somebody else training and kids that are playing at a high level. And um, Coach Kenny does a great job, and he does it for the right reasons, man. And when you do those things, great things happen. Uh, you looked like you were yeah. about to say something. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was looking at the the clock. Yeah, but look, uh, Kenny was a, a great high school basketball player back in the day, and uh, he's just uh, carrying on. He's giving back to the game that gave him so much. It's uh, very good to see and the success that he's having. Yep, no doubt. And it's a small world. You were telling me uh, a second ago that you coached Kenny. Yeah, we're back at Thibodeau High that one year. Ugh, you coached at Thibodeau High. Gross. The only thing that would be worse is if you would have coached at Central. Oh, wait. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> you know what's bad? I was putting that purple one. <laughs> We're kidding. We love Central and Thibodeau. We're just giving Brian's a hard time. Let's catch a break when we get back. Darian Jenkins will be joining us. The Lady Tarpons take on Thibodeau at home today in the tank. 630 for the varsity, 530 for the JV. We'll get some keys to victory from Darian in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Even a 200-year-old industry can benefit from new technology. Louisiana sugarcane, better farming, stronger science, improved varieties. It all creates a superior crop. Log on, learn more at lak.org. Tiger Rag Magazine subscribers are LSU fans in the know. Tiger Rag Magazine gives you exclusive stories, beautiful pictures, and behind-the-scenes insights. Subscribe today and be in the know at tigerrag.com. Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. Rev is the only communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities that we serve. Customer first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years and we're ready to serve you and your business. Rev Business. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and new year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe's Septic and the entire Boudreau family. There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard. Welcome back to Play by Play here on Kaylee B. We, th- we thank Coach Kenny Lacey for his time in the last segment. Uh, if you missed it, you can catch it in the archives later today. Now we go to the phone lines for the second time today. And we have South LaFouche girls basketball coach, Coach Darian Jenkins, on the line. Coach, good afternoon. How are we doing today? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing fine. Uh, big opportunity for your team today. You're at home taking on a quality opponent in Thibodeau. Great opportunity for the Lady Tarpons to get some power points and continue to build some confidence. Tell us about the team. It's been a pretty good start to the year for you so far. Yeah, we've been doing pretty well. Um, I do like to see how the girls are meshing well together. And, I mean, just changing from last year to this year, I just see like a whole 360. Um, we still lack in the confidence area. I wish our girls can get some more confidence. I mean, I have all the confidence in the world in, in them. It's just to have them to believe in their in themselves on little things here and there. But I think once they start believing in themselves and trusting each other, everything's just going to fall into place. But uh, tonight, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, we could definitely use this win, so we going in ready. Hopefully the girls are as ready as I am, and we're ready to leave it all out on the floor. Played for now about two and a half weeks. Started on November the 16th against HL Bourgeois. At that time in the preseason, you were telling us, hey, you know, we've got a few nagging injuries here and there. You know, Ellie was a little banged up. A couple other kids were a little banged up. In the first eight games, have you guys gotten a little bit more healthy, or is it are the injuries still a concern? Um, yeah, we have gotten a little bit more healthy. Uh, Ellie is definitely playing a lot more than she was in that first week. We pretty much have her to a whole game now. Um, her knee does give her issues here and there, so she won't tell me, but I can kind of read in her face when she needs a little break. But, um, yeah, other than that, we have a freshman, though, that's still hurt, but she should be back soon, Caden um, Dardar. And, I mean, she's been able to practice here and there. She's not cleared to play a whole game yet. But once we have her cleared, she'll definitely see some playing time. 
she's been doing well in practice, so we're excited to have her back on the floor too. Was watching some clips, and, and, and Nyla Lyons adds a lot to your team. Just that motor on the inside, getting rebounds and putbacks and drawing fouls. And people forget, because she played varsity last season somewhere, that she's only a ninth grader. Like, talk about a, a, an engine for a kid that's only 13, 14 years old. Right, exactly. And, I mean, she's one of the top two players that hold our team, and she's like a captain to these girls alongside Ellie. And, I mean, it's awesome just to see how they all feed off of her with her being so young. It's like a lot of people forget how young she actually is. But it's crazy to see how much she understands the game at such a young age. And it's only up from here for her. Um, she has been struggling a, li- struggling a little bit to start. She kind of gets in her head a little bit. But uh, me and Coach Z just talked to her. we got to talk her through it to let her know, like, even though you make a mistake, everybody's not perfect. So just move on and make up for it on the next play. And I think she's finally starting to read into that. And, I mean, she's definitely holding her own as a freshman. And it's just great to see how um, everybody feeds off of her. So it's awesome. Thibodeau has some explosive players. They've got a very talented team. Um, what are some keys? What are some things you guys have to do well to try to defend your home floor tonight? Right. And, I mean, the girls on Thibodeau, it's nothing we're not used to. We've definitely seen them uh, from the last few years. But, Something they always have is that speed. So if we can just slow down the game, I think it'll go well for us. But we can't make it a race against Thibodeau. They definitely have some wheels on them um, from their guards all the way to their post players. They're fast. So if we can slow down the game, I think we'll have a good chance. Coach, we we talked about this in the preseason, um, the new foul rule where it's five fouls for the bonus and they reset after every quarter. I said in the preseason, you know, eh, I'll see how it goes before making an opinion. I got to tell you, I don't like it very much now seeing it. How, how do you guys feel? Do you, do you like the rule or do you not like the rule? I still have those mixed emotions. You know, I mean, when it's there for us, like, I mean, we've, we witnessed it before in closed games to where they have to follow us to get the ball back, and we had the line shooting too. So, yeah, and that predicament is great, and I love it. But when it's switched around and we have to foul to get the ball back, I mean, and they're shooting too and making both their free throws, it's just a struggle. So still some mixed emotions about it. Um, if we could put in our free throws as much as I would like, I think I would like it a little bit more. But we have been struggling struggling a little bit at the line. So hopefully we can get that uh, free throw percentage up in the next few games. We've been working on it a lot in practice. I'm having girls shooting at least 60 free throws of practice now compared to how we were before. So if we can get that free throw percentage up, I think I would like it a little bit more. There you go. Uh, one of the things about your team, um, got more girls that are contributing. I mean, we don't talk about Estrella you know, Rivera very often. And Madison Bruce has been playing well. And, you know, uh, VG's been playing well. Marcy Shasson, Claire Repstock. You got some depth this year. You got a bunch of girls that you're counting on. I probably missed a few of them along the way. But I think that's been one of the big reasons why you guys have been more successful so far. You got more kids you could rely on. Yeah, for sure. And I, I would have to agree with it. It's it's great to see that these girls are stepping up, and we told them at the beginning of the season we're not looking for a game, our games to just have Ellie being the one scoring all the points. If we can get some contribution from everybody across the board, and I mean five points from at least six or seven players, I mean that's a whole different ball game. So just to have those younger girls stepping up and the girls that have been here like actually coming out their shell and breaking through, and I mean I must admit, Estrella Rivera, she is one of the most coachable kids I've ever come across. And she worked her butt off. And anything you tell her to do, even if she doesn't know exactly what to do, she'll give 110% trying, you know. And she's always there asking questions, and it's just great to see. And like you said, all the other girls are stepping up, and they're holding their own, even the freshmen. So it's just awesome to see, and I think there's only great things coming from here. Uh, And their confidence is just going up more and more each game. So if we can continue this, it'll be a good road for us. 
I know you're 100% attention is on Thibodeau tonight, but tomorrow you're facing East St. John on the road. That's a team that got you in a close one out at Carr. A uh, little revenge factor there. What are some things you guys are going to maybe try to do different in that one to try to flip the result around? Yep, it definitely was a close one, and I do feel like we should have had that win. Um, a few things, we were missing uh, some of our key players. Uh, we had Courtney Dewey out that day with the flu. Uh, Veda Prejean wasn't there either, so... Having those two girls that do contribute a lot, I think is going to help us to get that win tomorrow. But, I mean, we've been watching film on them. We see where we made mistakes. We see things that we can fix um, on offense and defense. So, hopefully, we can go there tomorrow, handle business, and come home with a win. Sounds like a winner. Coach, thanks so much for the time. See you later today, and uh, congratulations on a good start so far. Oh, real quick, can I tell y'all a slight little secret I forgot to mention? Of course. Of course. We're always interested in hearing secrets. (laughs) Ellie Lorraine is seven points away from scoring her 1,000 high school career points. Amazing. Okay, so hopefully we'll have some history tonight at the gym. Yeah, hope so. (laughs) Thanks so much for the time, Coach. Thank you. Yep, that's Coach Darian Jenkins doing an excellent job. Seven points away. So tonight in the tank, we should, knock on wood, see a milestone be set, and what an amazing milestone that is. Get there early. First quarter. Yep, it could very well happen in the first quarter. Thibodeau is going to have some explosiveness. Uh, Taylor Thomas and some other of these key players that they have. I think one of the most important things tonight, if you're the Lady Tarpons, you want to um, start fast, get the crowd rolling, plant that seed of doubt in Thibodeau. And Darian said a second ago, they're not a great free throw shooting team. When you get on the line, you got to convert, especially in games like this, you got to convert. So I think strong start, free throw shooting, limit turnovers. You do that, it's going to be a four-quarter game, and you're going to have a chance at the end. Yeah, and that new free throw rule, man, it's uh, – It sucks. Yeah. It's <laughs> – you got aggressive teams, man. They, they can get their five fouls, but then they're going to reset the next quarter. And look, at the end of – if, if there's some situations that if you don't foul and toward the end of a game, you know, when you got fouls to give – uh, there was a situation where we watched a game at the Vanderbilt tournament where a team could have, and they actually, I thought I spoke with the coach after. They were trying. They, they yeah. were actually thinking about doing this where uh, a team had the ball down two with maybe 14, 15 seconds left, and they had four fouls to give. So they he could have, uh, the team that was winning, inbound the ball, or uh, losing Inbound the ball, drive around. They could four or five dribbles, foul. And you do that for 15 seconds, you can run the clock out, and they don't have a chance to even get a shot off. And look, you could do that at the end of every quarter. You get two, three fouls to give. There's six seconds left. Team inbounds the ball at half court. As soon as the guard makes a move, sack them. Make them inbound. They're not going to score. Yeah. Uh, so that, that part of it is different. Or do you think we'll ever – because look, the NBA had the same problem, right? Uh, teams would have three, four fouls to give, and, and there would be a hack fest at the end of quarters. And that's when the NBA developed the whole inside of two minutes in a quarter, it's two fouls for the bonus no matter what. Do you think we would ever see that tweak in high school? I hope not. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. If you're good enough to not foul for a whole quarter and you earn those fouls to give, you should be able to use them. <laughs> or if, you, if you're good enough to get away with it. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> so they've got a big one with Thibodeau, but it's a big 48 hours because they're taking on East St. John tomorrow. They lost 49-42 to against East St. John at the end of the court tournament. Didn't realize that they were without some key pieces in that game. 
Thibodeau has played well this season, but Thibodeau comes into the game struggling a little bit. They've lost three in a row. They went to the Denham Springs tournament and got swept, lost to North Shore, Walker, and Woodlawn. This season, they have a 52-11 win over Ellender. They beat Lagrange. They beat St. Martinville, Highland Baptist, and Westminster Christian. So they come in 5-3, and three, but the three losses have all been consecutive. So a big opportunity for South Lafouche to pick up some power points and try to show the other teams in the area, hey, don't forget about us. we got a pretty damn good team here. Uh, big game both ways tonight. And speaking of not forgetting, middle school, LCO traveling to Lockport Middle tonight for yep. a girl and boy game. I believe tip-off for the girls at 530. Boys to follow. And our partner Damien St. Pierre and the Golden Medal Lions are hosting Grand Isle today. Uh, so if you don't want to go watch the Tarpon Ladies, then uh, go to LCO or Golden Medal and watch the Bulldogs and the Lions. Yep, good basketball. I'm, I'm anxious to get to the middle schools and see. Uh, I've been hearing some good things about both programs down here. And uh, I'm anxious to go and take a look at them firsthand real soon. Yep, no doubt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we will talk about oh, a bunch of different stuff. We'll talk about the Heisman Trophy finalists, maybe a little Monday Night Football. We've got some different things that we can mention. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back to Play by Play. Uh, for those about to rock, we salute you uh, here on this Tuesday. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. We thank Coach D for her time in the last segment of the show. We thank Coach Kenny Lacey for his time earlier in the show. 
We got a lot of listeners in the Homa area. If you are in the Homa area, about ready to go to lunch, don't go to the tunnel. Just got an alert. The tunnel is closed until 2 o'clock for some maintenance. Um, so, yeah, find a way around that. I'm sure traffic out there is just lovely without that option. Um, so uh, let's talk about this in this segment. We've got um, the Pelicans who are playing in the NBA midseason tournament. I don't understand how the midseason tournament works. Um, I don't know that anybody does. But I know this. There were two games on TV last night with Indiana getting a 122-112 to win over Boston and the Pelicans getting a 127-117 to win over the Kings. Both of those teams, the Pacers and the Pelicans, moved to the semifinals, which we played in Las Vegas. Um, the, the players on each winning team last night are guaranteed a, a $100,000 bonus. I don't know how it works. I don't understand the pools. I don't understand the concept. The games don't matter in the standings, so to me it's kind of like, what's the point? But that's neither here nor there, Bubba, because the guys are excited about this. I watched a couple of games yesterday where the teams were playing extremely hard. The teams were competing. The, the benches were wild. And if they could find a way to get the players to buy into this, which it looks like they have, it's probably a pretty good idea for the league. And New Orleans is still alive. So maybe the Pelicans could win the midseason tournament and get a little bit of confidence. You don't uh, understand that tournament? Not at all. No, I know it's a bunch of groups during the season, and then you come into bracket. It's like the World Cup, basically. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Don't know how it works. So, but the Pelicans are in it, so we gotta gotta be paying attention to that. Hopefully, they could bring it home. Um, they won a game last night where Zion Williamson really didn't play all that well. So that that's good. That's a good character building victory for them. Brandon Ingram was out of this world good last night at 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Zion had 10 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists for a New Orleans team that will now play the winner between the Suns and the Lakers in the semifinal round in Vegas. Seen that? that a fan who died during the I game? I sure did. Yeah, that, look, has not been a good uh, week for fans attending New Orleans sporting events, right? We had that fella die in Sacramento last night. But, dude, did you see the member of the chain gang that got his oh, leg yes. splattered yes. in the Saints game? That looked painful. Understand it was a broken uh, fibia and a dislocated knee. Fortunately, they do think the gentleman's going to make a full recovery. But, bro, whenever I saw that, I was my gosh, the dude's just there trying to do a job, and has that happened? That was ugly. That was nasty to see. Yeah. Slow chain gang, that'll get you. Good chance we have quick ones. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, we have some quick ones. Um, Monday night football last night, the Bengals without Joe Burrow get a 34-31 to win on the road against the Jags. If the Jags would have won that game, they would have been the number one seed for now in the AFC. Trevor Lawrence goes down with a high ankle sprain. So by the end of the game, we had both teams' backups playing. Injury concerns are a real thing right now in the in the NFL. We've got a lot of teams that are without their quarterbacks. Um, add Jacksonville to the list. The Colts don't have their quarterback. And on and on, the Giants don't have their quarterback. Minnesota doesn't have their quarterback. New Orleans has three of them, and it's like they have none of them. So you know, there's been a lot of injuries to that position, and I think it's going to make the playoffs super interesting because it's going to be a battle of attrition. Which team could, could survive the season the best? You mentioned this often. To win at any level, you got to have a little bit of luck. This year might be the team with the luckiest injury front that, that then ends up winning the Super Bowl. Well, was I wrong last night, that Monday night football game? I didn't give the Bengals a chance at all. And they came in and they played a great game. 
They did. Yeah, Browning and, was incredible yeah. last night. He he was very very good. And Lawrence goes down or not, Bengals still win. Lawrence got twisted up like a pretzel, and, and uh, reportedly it's a high ankle sprain. But boy, that could have been so much worse. Just watching what it was. Um, Bethard came in and played okay. It looks like he's going to get the start for Jacksonville on Sunday. Um, but yeah, you're right. The Bengals just lined up and outplayed them and, and did an excellent job with their coaching staff of uh, you know piecing that thing together and going on the road and keeping their playoff hopes alive. Man, they're six and six. They're still in the thick of it. And talking quarterbacks, you see uh, Winston his press conference after. <laughs> I did actually, not. actually, he had um, good things to say. I it. He's going to be the guy Sunday. They're not going to play Carr on Sunday. He's no, going to be yeah. the guy on Sunday. And uh, <laughs> it's just already, he's like, we need the fans. He knows what's going to happen. He's already telling the fans, we need y'all. <laughs> it's like, please stop booing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was an adventure watching him play on Sunday because, yeah, he did lead a touchdown drive, but – you're holding your breath every time he puts the ball well, in the air. It's going to be time. entertaining. Yes. Regardless. In the same way that watching a train wreck is entertaining, yes, it will be entertaining <laughs> and it will be exciting. There's no way they lose to Carolina, right? Ah, uh, look. And Carolina has one win on the season. Bryce Young is terrible. They don't have a good offensive. Like, there's no way they lose to Carolina, right? I, I don't know. If they do lose to Carolina, like the the conversation on Monday is going to be very bad for Dennis Allen because this is a game that you just got to win. But the problem for New Orleans is they're so damn beat up. Again, the injury report, everybody's listed as questionable, doubtful. Um, I don't know, bro. It's dark times if you lose to 1-11 Carolina. And I'll say this. Normally, I would be less concerned because I would say Carolina's 1-11 and they're going to be tanking. Carolina doesn't have their first-round pick. They have no reason to be tanking. They want to win the rest of them. So I guess from that perspective, maybe it could be a dangerous game for the Saints on Sunday in the Dome. Every game's a dangerous game. I, I You would think, yeah, Saints should take care of business, but several games, it was the same. They should have taken care of business, did not. Uh, I, I think... With Winston, the crowd may be into it early as compared to Carr. Until that first playing. interception. Well, that's what I said early. <laughs> and um, I don't know, maybe let him no, – they don't call it a coin toss. The visitors do. I say call it a coin toss, and if he wins it, he's on a lucky streak, let him go. If he loses it, then take – and take some hill. Right, look, and we, we spoke yesterday about it. He, he's – not an NFL starting quarterback. He can come in and He's a and, and, and do what he does to to help you win. But um, I know it's going to be entertaining with Winston mm-hmm. behind center. What happens if Winston lights it up? Three hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. What if? What happens if he lights it up? Do you go back to Carr when he's healthy? No, you don't have no Carr. No, do not go back to Carr. Okay, well, we'll be very interested and, to see. But when you look at it, I mean. Carr performed better than Winston. Sunday Carr had a bunch of completions in a row before he got hurt. Uh, 
The problem with Carr for me is 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 he's continuing to get hurt for a reason. He holds on to the ball too long. I mean, the play that he got hurt, he was in the pocket for a half hour, just camped out, and then finally the rush broke through. The guy landed on him. He's got to get the ball out quicker. Man. I just think he's trying to do everyone else's job. They're not on the same page for whatever reason. You don't see that elsewhere with quarterbacks and receivers, especially this late. In the season, regardless who's playing. Look at last night with the Bengals. They seem to be on the same page. And, and Bethard came in for the Jags, and he actually played pretty well, too. So, yeah, I mean, it is possible to move the ball with your backup and look organized. <laughs> Apparently not with James Yeah, Winston there's there. absolutely no structure to the offense. It's... Uh, they're all over the place. Four Heisman Trophy finalists and one clear favorite. LSU's Jaden Daniels, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., and Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. were the four Heisman Trophy finalists. Jaden Daniels re- remains a huge betting favorite. He's he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, i got to take offense to one of the four that's there. Um, what the hell is Marvin Harrison Jr. doing in there? Um He's not even the best wide receiver in the country. He had 67 catches, 1,211 yards, 14 touchdowns. I know a guy who wore purple and gold this year who had 86 catches. That's 19 more. 1,546 yards. That's 350 more. And the same 14 touchdowns against a harder schedule. What's the infatuation with Marvin Harrison Jr. nationally, despite the fact name. that he has a recognizable name? That's it. Um uh, <clears throat> I don't get it. He's not even the best receiver in America. If they were going to put a receiver as a Heisman Trophy, and look, Harrison has no chance to win the award. He's not even going to be sniff first place. Why do you have to send four? Don't know. They, there's no limit. I think they could send as many as they really? want. It should be two. It, it, Daniels and Bo Nix are the only two, in my opinion. Maybe Penix after beating Bo Nix twice. But if you're sending a wide receiver, they couldn't have just told LSU, hey, buy two plane tickets and send Malik up here too. There's more yards, more catches, more everything. He was a better receiver than Marvin Harrison was this season. And I've seen some report uh, Milrow wasn't invited. No kidding. Why would he be? <laughs> I did see that, and I thought the same thing. Heisman I, Trophy? Yes, yeah, like, no kidding. <laughs> Half yeah. of the season he was god-awful. Like, lately he's been good. But but still, not Heisman good? No, yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing, and I, uh, I'm i glad that you feel the same because no. that was that was very interesting to see the, the quote-unquote outrage there from folks who wanted Milrow to uh, be a Heisman Trophy yeah. finals. The Nichols women's basketball team yesterday got a big old win. On the road, they beat South Alabama. The Colonels took down a previously 5-2 and Sunbelt team. And how about this? The date yesterday was December the 4th. The Colonels have surpassed last season's win total, not even a month into the season. Nichols trailed big going into the fourth quarter, outscored South Alabama 25-13 to in the fourth quarter, Go on the road to Mobile and get a win. Lexi Alexander was terrific last night. 25 points, 8 rebounds. Deanna Brister made the game-winning 3-pointer. It was the only 3 points of the night for her. And then how about this? After playing really well in recent games, Treya Bruce gets the start last night. She had 5 points. She's worked her way into the high level of the rotation. The Colonels are rolling. They're playing against UAB on Saturday. I've got the game on ESPN+. Can't wait to see them play. This is a fun group to watch. Kudos to Coach Payne. 
Not even a month into the year, you've surpassed last season's win total. And it's not like they're beating Patsies. They've beaten Tulane. They've beaten South Alabama. They're getting some quality wins. This is a team that's going to be a tough out in the Southland Conference. Kudos to JP for the job well done. Yeah, look, that's big time coming in this early uh, in the season and playing the way they play and how this team gelled together so quickly to get these big wins. Uh, just think how it's going to be later in the season. They're going to just get better and better as the season goes on. Yep, that's certainly the plan. That's certainly the goal. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk about some of the college football bowl game matchups. Man, it, it's so, oh, bro, there's too many bowls. Get out of here, man. I, I wish that every team would go to a bowl. It's more college football and TV during the holidays. We'll break down some of the fun matchups and talk about some different things happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Happy holidays from Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Join us for the wrap up the year sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It is the December to remember, so get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. Season's greetings from A.J. LeBlanc and the staff at LeBlanc Insurance Agent. You keep us glowing and bright all year round, and we look forward to caring for your needs in the coming year. Happy holidays and have a great new year. God bless all of you, A.J. LeBlanc. Our most important asset is our people. You know, we have a huge focus on continual training, and that's where the grant really, really kicks in. You know, each year the grant helps us train about 400 employees. Uh, our motto is we build better. A lot of people want advancement. Uh, they want to be a part of the company. If you want to go and obtain training and, and do better for yourself and your family, I mean, we'll provide you those resources. We feel that they appreciate it and they stick around for that. They stick around for those opportunities. For more information, go to laworks.net. Sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. It's bourbon season. Join Rouse's Markets Bourbon Society and be first to hear about limited-run bourbons and new releases. Rouse's Bourbon Society is for bourbon enthusiasts searching for bourbon baskets and hard-to-find bourbons at retail prices. It's also for bourbon beginners who want to expand their understanding of bourbon's unique culture and heritage. Email cheers at rouse's.com and sign up today to learn more about bourbon brands as well as other whiskeys like scotch. That's cheers at rouse's.com. Rouse's Markets, the official supermarket of the Saints. During this holiday season, our thoughts turn gracefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we say sincerely thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Ashley Barrios State Farm Insurance. Cheers! Cheers, please! Alpha Academy rocking and rolling here as we close out this Thursday show of play-by-play. Um, we'll talk some college football bowl games what here. Day? I, did I say Thursday? Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday. My bad. I knew that. <laughs> You're close. I was thinking about something that I got to do on Thursday. Starts yeah, with a T. Yeah, it is Tuesday today. Today, tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Wednesday, which means we will have our mailbag, which means we'll have Coach Birdie Williams. means we should have Turtle. So we got a fun show then. And on Thursday, we have Terrebonne General Thursday. Stan should be joining us. I'm um, going to try to get Coach Skeens on at some point this week. going to try to hammer him down. I know he's super busy preparing for the state championship game on Friday. 
Um, hopefully we have some quotes from Dennis on Saturday for the sports corner in regards to winning the state championship. We'll maybe go attend his press conference, record that transfer to the computer. Maybe we can have his thoughts on winning his first string, but a lot of work to, to get done before that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Willie Fritz. Then we'll get into the bulls. Willie Fritz had an introductory news conference at Houston yesterday and he threw a little bit of shade. Um, was surprised to hear they were, the question was asked to him about, Athletic investment. Um, Houston has a new football indoor facility, state-of-the-art, Big 12 caliber, like super, super nice. And they asked Willie about it, and he kind of threw shade at Tulane. He said, hey, it's nice to have you know that being built and that's you know construction rolling. He said, and I quote, I've been at places where we've talked about these things, but we've never got shovels into the dirt to do it. That's a shot at Tulane, obviously. He's saying, hey, man, look, you know, Tulane promised me some stuff and didn't come through. Here, Houston has it. Um, money probably wasn't a factor. Uh, Houston's paying him $4.5 million a season. Tulane has said that they're willing to match that uh, or would have been willing to match that. Staff hiring pool may have been a factor. Apparently, he's been given a $6 million pool to hire his staff, which means you could pay coordinators more, pay assistant coaches more, maybe attract better coaches. Maybe that was an issue. But then he also said, hey, I, I just wanted a chance to do this at the Power 5 level. Because there are a lot of people in social media that are saying, oh, from Tulane to Houston, that's a lateral move. It's not anymore. Houston is now in the Big 12. A lot of folks don't realize that. Houston is in the Big 12. Now, granted, the Big 12 next year is going to be a skeleton of its former self without Texas and Oklahoma, but it is still a Power 5 conference. And I think Fridge just realized, hey, I'm getting older. Um, I'm in my 60s now. Uh, I, I, if I'm going to move, I better move quick. And, and I really believe, now looking back at how this all played out, when they were looking for the new athletic director, you almost never hear a coach at a school get directly involved in that stuff, but he openly, by name, endorsed a candidate for that job. And I think when his candidate did not get it, the fate was sealed. I ain't going to be back. I'm going somewhere. Houston is the job that gets him. They're in the Big 12, a little more resources. But I was a little surprised to hear him kind of take some jabs at Tulane a little bit yesterday, saying, hey, uh, here we're doing it. There, they're talking about it. That um, was a little bit interesting. I thought he would have taken a little bit of a higher road than that. Well, you can't blame him for leaving. Where, uh, and, and it's not a money issue, but he was, like they told him, we're going to get this built, this built, and hasn't been done and they talk about it but he's right they just um they didn't even start doing it when he came out and endorsed the who he thought should be the new ad uh, didn't get it that's another thing that he he's asking for not getting it so i don't blame him for for leaving he can go to what is the big 12 now big 12 and, yes, and sir. he wants to compete with these larger schools, and, and it's, it's a challenge for himself to see if he can. He's won on every level he's been at, and this is the next step. So, um, can't really blame him for leaving. Just hope uh, Tulane's kind of in a, a little mess right now. Who is going to lead the search for a new coach? The new AD doesn't come on campus until January. Mm, I didn't realize that. So who who was going to to lead the search? 
they better figure it out quick because with the way these signing classes work now, your early period's in December. 90% of your class signs in December now. And we've seen kids already say, hey, I'm going in the portal. And, like, they're going to lose some pieces. Now, according to Bruce Feldman, who's extremely um, into all this coaching search stuff, he says, don't be surprised if Tulane chases three names. John Sumrall, the head coach at Troy, who has had some success there, won eight, nine, ten games most of the time. Florida State offensive coordinator Alex Atkins, who I think has some Tulane ties somewhere. Tulane offensive coordinator Slade Nagel, who would be an internal promote-from-within job. Or Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker, who I think played for Tulane and maybe coached for Tulane as well at one point. Uh, is there any particular names out of that group that you like more than the others? My pipe dream, you know, pie in the sky would have been Coach O, but you don't see his name come up. I don't know that he wants to coach anymore. But out of those four that are listed, is there anyone that you like more than the others? No. No? No. Uh, so you wouldn't favor the guy who's already been a head coach and has proven that he could run a program in, in, in Sumrall at, uh, at Troy? Well, there's another name. I'm trying to find you uh, the list. Uh, is it uh, Major Major Applewhite? Applewhite? Yeah, that may that maybe be another one. Yep, and they um, there was a I'm trying to find the um, there it is with New Orleans ties. They have a list with some New Orleans ties. Uh, Applewhite is a Baton Rouge native, played at Catholic High. Catholic he went high. to Texas, and he plays for former Tulane coach Mac Brown. There's Atkins, who we were just talking about. Yes, and Atkins at C. He was an assistant at Tulane from 16 to 18 on Fritz's staff. Pete Golden. Pete Golden is one. That's a real big name there. David Johnson, who was the Florida State running backs coach. He has ties to New Orleans. Detroit Troy. coach, he has ties to Tulane. He was an assistant on Johnson's staff in 2012. Hmm. So that, that's a few more different names, hmm. but uh, and these were all ties to either Louisiana or to New Orleans or so Tulane. I saw something that was interesting today, and I promise you we'll get to some bold talk. But when Willie Fritz was the Tulane football coach, he had a list of 39 fundamentals and principles that we stand for at Tulane. And just to rattle off some of them, use proper language, be prepared at all times, do not bluff, have a motor, hustle at all times, take water breaks when needed, just like some, some foundational stuff that they're going to run their program on. Number 36, and it's listed in bold. And it'll be a big character test for Coach Fritz. The parting coaches must refrain from recruiting current players when they take another job. Willie, oh. several of your players have entered the transfer portal. You could flush these rules down the drain if you recruit some of those guys to Houston, bro. I'm going to be very curious to see if he goes against his own list of rules and starts bringing in some Tulane players to Houston. I'd be very interested to see. If That's that way of down his list. 30-something. 36 out of 39, but it's in all bold. It's in all bold and in, and in green letters. The parting coaches must refrain from recruiting current players when they take another job. Yeah, he met assistant coaches, not the <laughs> parting head coach. 
Yeah, I think that uh, old, old Willie uh, might he's be going against some of them rules. Yes, he's going to – not Ben, he's going to break that one. Some bowl game matchups on December 16th is when all the fun starts. It's not this Saturday, but next this Saturday we got the Army-Navy game. UCLA will be taking on Boise State. California will be taking on Texas Tech. Um, Jacksonville State taking on UL Lafayette in the New Orleans Bowl. Some other funds. I'm going to rattle off some of the interesting matchups here. Um, let's see. The SEC. Well, first we got Virginia and Tulane. That's on December 27th. So after Christmas, you get uh, Tulane playing Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's actually an eight-point favorite in that. It's a little bit surprising given that they're 6-6. Six and six. USC, Caleb Williams has already said, I'm not playing the bowl. I'm out. Um, they're taking on Louisville in the Holiday Bowl. Louisville's a big favorite because Caleb Williams is not expected to play. Texas A&M is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That is December 27th. The Aggies are with a new coach now. Uh, he's not going to coach the bowl game, but they're going to be trying to end their season with some momentum. And Boy, are they losing guys in the portal left and right. Future SEC school Oklahoma will be playing in the Alamo Bowl where they're taking on Arizona. Arizona is a three-point favorite. You may be saying, why? Oklahoma's quarterback's in the transfer portal. They'll be playing with a backup in the bowl game. Clemson, on December 29th, will be taking on Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. Clemson is a seven-point favorite there. If you're a Notre Dame fan, taking on Oregon State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Notre Dame's an (laughs) eight-and-a-half-point favorite there, December the 29th. New Year's Six Bowl game, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Missouri taking on Ohio State. Ohio State is a one-point favorite. Why? Because they're without their quarterback. Their quarterback is in the transfer portal, so they'll be playing with a backup. Ole Miss is playing Penn State on New Year's Eve, or excuse me, uh, the day before New Year's Eve, December 30th. Ole Miss taking on Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Penn State is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite there. Music City Bowl, Auburn, fresh off of their near-upset win against Alabama. They'll be taking on Maryland in the Music City Bowl. Auburn is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. December 30th, we get Georgia and Florida State in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Florida State has a chance to really make things messy for the playoff committee if they could somehow beat Georgia. Vegas doesn't think it's going to happen. That are a 14-point favorite Georgia is in that one. Um, what do you think, dude? If Florida State wins this game, how much chaos is there going to be? A lot. A lot, yes. An awful lot. LSU on January 1st will be taking on Wisconsin. The Tigers are a 10-point favorite. If Jaden Daniels plays, that'll go up to 14, 15 points. I think that, that line was set anticipating that Nussmeyer would be in the lineup. In the Fiesta Bowl, Oregon is taking on undefeated Liberty. Funny how everybody talks about Florida State, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, but Liberty's ranked 23rd, and they're undefeated, and nobody says a peep. Iowa will be taking on Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Neither team has uh, a great offense there. Tennessee's a seven-point favorite over under 35-and-a-half, so they don't think any points will be scored. New Year's Day, we also got the Rose Bowl, Alabama and Michigan. Michigan's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a college football playoff semifinal. And then the other semifinal is Texas against Washington. I mentioned this yesterday to you off the air. I think Alabama's got Michigan licked already. Before we even get to the stadium, I think they got them licked. I was watching Michigan's locker room for their selection show. When word got out, hey, number one Michigan. Yeah, everybody, hey, hey, hoorah. They'll be taking on number four, Alabama. The lips started sagging. They were not happy to get that draw. If you're intimidated by somebody when you just see their name, it's going to be tough. You give Nick Saban a month, it's going to be tough. I didn't like the body language that I saw from Michigan when they found out that they're taking on the mighty Crimson Tide. Well, you know why? 
They would have preferred to play Florida State. Yeah, they had Flo- <laughs> they had Florida State signals. Yeah. Now they got to go out and get another team signals. Got to go break out the fake mustache and uh and go to somebody else. They had practice. Florida State down. Dude, it doesn't look like we're gonna get another uh, coaching change in the SEC. It looks like Mississippi State and Texas A and M are the only jobs that are going to come open. Uh, I think Napier has struck calls him. I think Napier's safe with Florida. Um, Lane looks like he's staying put. Kentucky Stoops looks like he's staying put. Vanderbilt, they don't give a damn. They're Vanderbilt. They're keeping their guy. Uh, very little turnover this year. It's a little surprising. A&M and Mississippi State are the only two that pulled the plug. No idea why Arkansas didn't. No idea why Florida didn't. But there's going to be some more continuity in the conference this coming season. Already. Next year, Arkansas could be one. Florida with Tennessee if they down again. I'm pulling up Arkansas's schedule for next year. I could tell you, they, they, there's a chance that if they don't get off to a strong start that they may make a move like right away. Um, in 2024, week two, they play at Oklahoma State. You lose that game, the, the birds are going to be chirping right out of the gate. Um, and I've already said this on this show. Once you start having to say, hey, my coach is safe, he ain't safe. No. He ain't safe. Uh, we heard that with Les Miles. Look, Florida's another one. Florida opens up the season next year against Miami. You lose right out of the gate to Miami. Oh, Napier, how hot's that seat going to be? That's, I mean, yeah. it, it's hot. It, it's going to be very interesting. I think that though there's going to be a lot of run it back this year, there's going to be a lot of coaches who are, are going to enter next year on a blazing, blazing hot seat. And I'm also curious to see. There was so much talk of Harbaugh going to the NFL. Will Michigan come open, knowing that there's about ready to maybe be some trouble and some will will the Michigan job come available think after it will. the playoff? You think he's going to go yeah. to the NFL? Yep. Hmm. Would you take him in New Orleans? No. 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 He's been to the Super Bowl as a head coach before. He's way no, better than what no. you got. I'm not saying that. You but just I don't like him. him. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I got take you. But you want John Gruden. Yeah. I would yes. ra- I would rather have somebody's signals than somebody who's just a slimy person, but I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Because you know why it's not neither here nor there? Because the Saints aren't gonna fire Dennis Allen. That's right. <laughs> so we're not even gonna have to worry about that. Thanks to everybody for listening. Um Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain. I think we said that earlier. And also uh Pro Bowl linebacker, uh Leonard. From the Colts, Shaquille Leonard has joined the Philadelphia Eagles. He signed with them today. He was choosing between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, To hell with you, Shaquille Leonard. Um, We'll look forward to beating you on Sunday. Good luck to you the rest of the way. That'll put a pin in us today. We've got our mailbag tomorrow. We've got Turtle tomorrow. We've got Brody tomorrow. And we have a fun show planned. We've got fun shows planned the rest of the week. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'll thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation. Golden Motors, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 in Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. Good luck to all of our teams playing tonight. Have a great rest of the day. God bless you guys. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM, and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.